There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up reps' time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can keep customers happy. Secrets out. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Good morning, everyone. It is Wednesday, July 12th. I'm Rob Litterst, back again with Ben Berkley, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. We are going to outer space today. It's pretty far away, so we're mostly just talking about it. But soon enough, a few space launch startups may help us get there in new and novel ways and on the cheap. More on that in a minute, but first, let's talk about what else is happening in the world of business and tech. We'll start in the world of AI. Where else, honestly? Buzzy OpenAI rival Anthropic, which has Google's backing and has raised its way to a valuation above $4 billion, has now made the first chatbot available to the general public. Claude is his name, and Anthropic wants us to, and I quote, think of Claude as a friendly, enthusiastic colleague or personal assistant. US and UK listeners can test him out on Anthropic's website now. Today is the final day of Amazon's annual two-day sales event, Prime Day. Ben, did you buy anything on Prime Day? I did not. Not yet, at least. Good for you. Good for you. This year's sales saw increased countering efforts from the likes of Walmart and Target. So if you're looking for deals today, just basically look anywhere because they're popping off. Yeah, just want to note really quick that we did cover Prime Day in the hustle. And that's largely because we try to give our readers kind of a quick pulse on the conversation out there. And it seemed like almost every media outlet was just plastering Prime Day on their front pages as like the news of the day. And it does strike us as kind of strange. Very. Like the way that this is covered, you know, feels like everyone's kind of falling over themselves to give free advertising to Amazon, which is, you know, they can afford it. They're this $1.3 trillion market cap giant and also making this weird, Amazon happened to kind of siphon a lot of the billions of dollars away from the media companies, you know, in the digital ad market. So (laughs) it's just kind of this really strange circular thing going on. Amazon keeps winning, media keeps losing. And I guess the consumers, though, are going to win if they get a good deal on a speaker or something. I did buy something today. But the only reason I bought it is because it was already on my wish list and there wasn't a Prime Day discount for it. So I was going to buy it no matter what, but I just wanted to see if there was a discount on it for Prime Day. I feel like Prime Day just drives people to make impulse buys and make silly decisions. And it's really funny that that's essentially being celebrated. One of my best friends, he literally reset his Amazon password and gave it to his wife and would not let her tell him what it was because he was doing too much impulse shopping. So anytime he wanted to order something on Amazon, he had to go through a broker there. (laughs) Honestly, a really, really good move. I will say, I don't think we all need a lot of urging to make impulse buys. So it's it's a very interesting thing we got going on right now. All right, moving right along, Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes has seemingly already shaved about two years off of her prison sentence. Federal records show the convicted fraudster's release date in 2032, which is far sooner than expected. She only started serving her 11-year and three-month sentence at the end of May. Not quite sure how she did that. Microsoft beat the FTC in court, moving one step closer to finalizing its $75 billion Activision Blizzard gaming acquisition. It's been a grind for the Xbox owner since the purchase was announced last January. They've gradually cleared regulatory hurdles in the EU, China, and now finally the US. Still looming later this month is a hearing with UK regulators who rejected the merger in April and are notoriously tricky. 
And a big question here, Ben, I'm super excited to get your take. Can Tom Cruise save the box office again? Everybody knows he saved it last year with Top Gun Maverick, and he's back with the latest Mission Impossible installment, which opens today with lofty box office projections. Deadline reported opening expectations for Dead Reckoning Part 1 are around $250 million. Ben, are you going to go see this? Oh, I mean, of course, this franchise, it's a delight. I love it. And it's a strange thing because Tom Cruise may be, you know, deeply unwell. (laughs) And, you know, there's a lot to consider there. But I feel like the storyline always goes back to the fact that he just makes movies that are fun. And it works. Like, you know, as you mentioned last year, Cruise did Top Gun Maverick. And that set a personal best opening also in that $250 million range. And, you know, there's a lot of like overwrought Hollywood logic of how we get people to theaters. I feel like Tom Cruise keeps hitting the right mark here of like, it's simple. Make movies that are a good time. People are going to come out to see them. A hundred percent. Established franchises. I'm not going to lie. Top Gun is kind of like a whatever movie for me. I don't have some crazy history with it. I think I saw it a couple of times when I was younger. I literally cried watching Top Gun Maverick. (laughs) Like this guy just knows how to get the emotions going. Yeah. So another way that movie theaters could potentially get people to come back and fill out the seats is mandatory attendance, which is something that American corporations are thinking about doing later this year. It seems that company holiday parties are back big with 57% of surveyed US companies saying they're going to throw a holiday party this year, which more than doubles last year's figures, according to a survey from Challenger, Gray, and Christmas Inc. The pandemic had that number down to just 5% the year before that. So congratulations, everybody. It's time to get out there and get rowdy with your colleagues again. And on the auction block, a custom gold ring belonging to Tupac Shakur goes up for bids next week. In the shape of a crown and set with rubies and diamonds, the ring was worn during Tupac's last public appearance at the 1996 MTV Video Music Awards. Want to land a piece of rap history? It'll cost you. The ring is expected to fetch between two hundred dollars and $300,000, which actually seems kind of low. Not going to lie. Yeah, well, Rob, it seems like if we have a, some sort of secret Santa situation with our company holiday party, I know what to get you. (laughs) There we go, Ben. All right. So when you think about getting up into space, you think rockets, launch pad, ignition, the big plume, all that good stuff. But there are a few startups out there who would tell you it isn't the only way to make it into orbit. Ben, how are they looking to reach space? Oh, right. Well, welcome to the absolutely wild world of kinetic space launch startups. Is this the final frontier? I don't know. That's way above my pay grade. (laughs) But I can tell you that there are a lot of startups out there who are really hoping they can crack the code on ultimately heaving projectiles into space. You know, this is, of course, as we know, a a very high risk, high reward business. And these companies, you know, they're testing varied approaches to flinging, slingshotting for younger audiences, perhaps yeeting (laughs) objects into space. And there's great risk of failure in this. But the opportunity is humongous because whoever can safely launch payloads into orbit at the highest capacity and at the lowest prices, they're going to command a multi-billion dollar business. Yeah. So we can talk about a couple uh, startups that are aiming to kind of supplant rockets in the launching space. Yeah, let's hear it. I want to hear about some of these other players because you hear so much about SpaceX. I'm super excited to hear what kind of other alternatives are out there. We're going to start with Longshot. So Longshot is a startup based in Oakland, they hope to reach hypersonic launch speeds 
by squeezing a payload down a long horizontal concrete tunnel with compressed gas. So basically, we're talking like the ultimate hi-fi version of a stomp rocket. And so this started with CEO Mike Grace. He told TechCrunch that he was looking for a launch option that was, quote, dumber and much cheaper than rockets. And so he built his business around this concept. And if they can do it the way they think they can, they definitely would check the box for cheaper. They're saying that they could probably charge around $10 per launched kilogram, which just so you can have a little context here, hitching a ride with SpaceX runs about $6,500 per launched kilogram. Yeah, that is a massive price discrepancy. It is. And so obviously, if this were so easy, people would have done it. Right. But they did get a lot of attention. They've got backers, including OpenAI's Sam Altman. They're going to need a lot more investment because if we're talking about the biggest challenge facing them, it's that to get vacuum sealed chambers for launch long enough to build up to the hypersonic speed that they would need to reach space, those are going to be really long tunnels. So they're going to need whole like kilometers long stretches of land for those tunnels. And that's obviously going to be expensive. But then on top of that, each time their chamber is used, which they're hoping they could do multiple launches per day, it's going to produce almost like an atomic bomb level sonic boom. Wow. And so they're going to have to be pretty far away from humanity. And so building a complex launch operation in a very remote location, obviously it's not ideal business conditions. But if they can do it and they can launch this frequently and achieve those low prices, they're going to win. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens as they continue to test this. Definitely. I'm looking at their website right now and their team is tiny. It's very surprising. I think they only have 10 people, at least on their website, as far as employees go. Yeah. I don't think these are happening tomorrow. Early days. If I'm not mistaken, they were still kind of in the like test phase of getting up to like Mach 2 speeds, which I think you need to hit 25 to 30 to get into space. So yeah, really long runway on this thing. No pun intended, I promise. (laughs) Who's the other company? Who else is in this space? All right. So the other company I want to introduce you to is called Spin Launch. And they're based in Long Beach, California. And it's been kind of this secret obsession of mine for a while because their concept is so absurd And yet it also makes a lot of sense to me as someone who's like watched discus throwers do their thing every four years in the Olympics. Oh my God, I'm on their website. This looks insane. Right? So what Spin Launch does is they put objects into a centrifuge. They spin up to high speed. We're talking 5,000 miles per hour. This is inside this vacuum sealed structure. It's basically a massive salad spinner. I believe it was once described in Bloomberg. (laughs) And then it releases them you know, kind of shoots them up through this Mylar-covered exit port and essentially slingshots the objects into the stars. So cool. So sets a really interesting visual picture, that's for sure. If they can make it work, they'd also bring costs down pretty significantly from the current standard. I believe I saw a spin launch estimating that they charge around $250,000 to put a satellite in orbit. That's about one-fifth of today's standard launch prices. Wow. Yeah, and they expect they'd be able to do about 2,000 launches a year. And as they're testing, I think the next big milestone ahead for them is going to be in 2026, which is when they're aiming to build a launcher that's three times the size of their current tester. And, well, we're going to get something spinning real fast and see how high up they can get it. 
I had mentioned some concerns with Longshot. Spin Launch also has some concerns around it. There's some discord in the physics world about their accelerator concept. It's been a little divisive. Some physicists are wondering if, you know, obviously most of, say, satellite work ends up being pretty sensitive payloads. Can those payloads remain intact during this whole wild high-speed spin and release through a mylar barrier process? So I don't know. I can't say I was more than a B student in physics. And <laughs> so all I'll say is for my purposes, I'm just hoping there are more tests that produce more bonkers YouTube videos I can watch. And obviously, in the long run, you know, as we're looking at this over the next decade, it's going to be really interesting to see if any viable alternative to rockets actually kind of sticks. Because if it does, it's going to change the accessibility of space very significantly. It's going to break things wide open. And with that, we are going to spin launch ourselves out of here. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We are a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. Have a wonderful Wednesday, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.